0: Welcome to the Vineyard Cleveland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For further information and other resources, please visit vineyardcleveland.org.
1: So this morning I said it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, the, every once in a while, we'll do these services, and I want to tell you why we do these. Um, In Revelation 12, in the last book of the Bible, the Apostle John paints this huge picture of what the kingdom of God, what heaven, looks like. And in the 12th chapter, the Apostle John um, gives a really profound insight into who we are as believers. Our identity as believers. And it's really, really profound, and it's kind of tucked away in Revelation 12. We might miss it if we just skimmed over too fast or we thought Revelation was all about the rapture or something. But listen to what the Apostle John writes as he witnesses the throne of heaven and the story of God— The big, grand story of God playing out in front of his eyes in this waking vision. Here's what he writes. He said, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, in verse 10, Now have come the salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. That's Jesus. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, that's the enemy, that's Satan. Satan who accuses them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. They, us, the church, they, those who follow Jesus, they triumphed over him. And here's the insight. Here's the profound insight. They triumphed over the accuser by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of their testimony. Isn't that wonderful? That tucked away in the last book of the Bible, we're given this insight into how we overcome. The Apostle John is saying, hey, this is how you win. This is how Jesus wins through you. And he gives two little nuggets there. He says it's by the cross, the blood of the Lamb, by the sacrificial blood of Jesus poured out at the cross, what we just remembered at the table. And for the sake of our time today, by the word of their testimony. This is how we overcome. This is how we overcome. What does this look like? What does this even mean? It means that when we share, simply put, when we share our God's story with other people, it serves as an encouragement to multiply that same story, maybe not down to the last detail, but that same story in other people's lives. It allows, as we share our story of what God has done in our lives, whether we think it's big or small, grand or teeny tiny, but as we share the encouragement that we've received from Jesus, the victories in our lives, and I would argue the sorrows as well, as we're vulnerable and we share what God is doing in us, it provides a space for others to receive that story as their, for themselves, for their own journey with God. And in that, the whole church is built up so you see why the Apostle John says, this is the way we overcome. Because it's like little fires that are lit and the torch passes And the kindling starts over here and we kindle fires until the whole world is ablaze with the glory of God. And that starts with you and me at the local church. And so what we're going to do is we're going to hear from different folks and we're going to open it up as well too um, to maybe you would want to share what God is doing in your life. And we're going to worship as we share stories of God the testimony of Jesus in our lives, what He's working in our lives. So let's do it. Um, Emerson was going to share, and so I'm going to invite Emerson up. Emerson's an amazing dude. I've gotten to know Emerson a lot, I think more over the past year. And we serve together at Seeds of Hope on Tuesday nights and have, have an occasional breakfast together every once in a while. Still, Still trying to get together to go fishing in the cold weather. I think that'll happen soon, huh? But, hey, welcome uh, Emerson Thomas. Uh, Hey, y'all. I don't
2: know if I can talk about this one. Um, But, yeah, I just want to say good morning. And um, one of the things that uh, I felt like I was putting on my heart, like um, probably about, about five years or so ago now, I was really big on like, time. Like everything had to be like, you know, um, if I'm going to work, I was there half hour early, hour early or whatever. So I was always like real big on like, keeping the schedule and time and like, I would always give my wife a headache because she would be like, you know, 10, 15 minutes slower than I was or something. So I'd be like, come on, let's go, let's go. We gotta go, we gotta go. Next thing, next thing, next thing. And so um, I think, through the process of being married and having a family and things like that, like God really showed me how to like slow down and see the moments, like not just rush to the next thing all the time. Um, and so uh, it, it started with like my work, like my day-to-day work and um, and like I would be done with my work and I would be like, okay, I gotta jump in my car and I gotta go to the home and we're gonna start dinner or whatever, um, but then God started showing me like, slow down. like. You know, make sure your work is complete at work. Like, don't just jump off and just, and then just go to the next thing. And, um, and I was like, okay. But it was hard, because I was like, I wanted to wrestle with it a little bit. Like, I was like, I, I gotta finish this stuff, you know, you know, and I gotta just jump to the next thing. And, and so, like, God really started showing me how to, like, slow down and um, not just do what everybody else is doing, but do what I tell you to do. And I was like, okay, like, but I gotta do, you know. I gotta meet this schedule. I gotta meet this deadline. Da 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 da. But God told me to slow down, listen, take your time. And I was like, okay, cool. And then so I started doing it probably about three or four years ago, maybe longer. Can't remember. <laughs> probably because I started slowing down. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, that was just something I felt like I had put on my heart recently, just to like share that because um, you know everyone wants to like rush and be in a rush to do everything like time is really fleeting us and like we really gotta like take time to like you know learn from each other and experiences from each other and so it's, it's still kind of ramps up in me from time to time like I'll be like oh I gotta go to this next thing and and I'll hear like the voice of the Lord like oh you got time this will be all right and um even recently like I'm, I'm working on a, a job and I'm trying to like um, finish it and like um, they extended the time and I was like wow like see like, God always comes through if you just see the moment and just be patient and it, just, it, it always works out but um, you just have to be willing to you know listen and, and slow down and receive it so uh, I feel like I got some other stuff but I'll just kind of leave it at that for now <laughs>
1: Thank you. So good. When we just slow down, we just slow down to hear God's voice in our lives. Like his goodness begins, his voice, you know, his goodness travels on with his voice and he speaks goodness into our life and works goodness into our life through times of silence and I think um, this week, I just sense, it's cool that Emerson talked about slowing down and hearing God's voice, not being so concerned with what other folks are, are doing or chasing. And that is the way of Jesus. Mike Lowe is going to come up and share a little bit what God's been doing in in his life, and want you to welcome Mike.
3: <laughs> Good morning, <jerk>. Good morning. <laughs> I'm just amazed at God's timing, and we had uh, a giving tree this year, and. You know, it was um, all the gifts had been given and, and sent where they needed to go. And, and uh, there was one set of gifts that were a little bit late and uh, didn't make the, the deadline to be sent. And uh, a couple here at the church stepped up and went out, got gift cards to finish the, the project on the, on the one gift set. And then, the second, um, the gift that, that was supposed to c- come with it, came late. And we're like, oh, darn, what are we going to do? Everything's already been sent out, and it's, everything's covered, and on December 22nd, I received a, a random <coughs> call at the, the church office, the voicemail, a young mother. Was asking, well, I know it's last minute and it's late. Would you, um, would you, are you still helping um, families with kids? And first thing I thought of was these gift card packets. There were two of them, and uh, I thought, well, yeah, sure, we can, we can do this, and. So we, uh, Rita and I met her here at the church, and, and uh, I think Rita was at the 23rd, yeah, the next day. And um, she was just so appreciative. She has a, she's a single mom, has two kids, two and three years old. And uh, we were just overjoyed that, that we could do this for her. But it wasn't us doing it. It was God's timing and the folks that brought the gift card packs late kind of felt bad about it and I said after having it gone through this I'm like no your timing was God's timing because he knew this young mom was in need and so <clears throat> someone added another $50 target card to the pack that was already there. And I believe, if I if I'm, get my um, information correctly, there was probably 150 to $200 worth of gift cards there for her to buy gifts and also meals. Um, but God's timing he knew ahead of time and I told the the family that donated late I said no mm-hmm. don't feel bad feel good because you were doing what God called you to do and uh, so we were able to present that to this young mom and uh, it was just it, God's timing and, and it's like well we need to understand that You know, we get impatient. It's like, well, we want to see it now. We want to see it happen now. And, you know, why isn't God moving here or moving there? But you know what? This time is perfect. And in this case, that just, that was a real education for me to see this happen. That, you know, God knew ahead of time.
1: Yeah, no, not only for our lives, but when we get to see God move in others' lives, it's so encouraging. You know, and just the encouragement to take from that whatever, whatever the Lord had for, for you in that, just that His timing is perfect. We're not going to miss out on the movement of God. That's something I took from it. Like, I can't force God's hand, nor would I want to. And his timing in my life is perfect. No matter how much I disagree, <laughs> he always seems to be right, doesn't he? Always. I wanted to open it up. Is there anybody who felt like God was speaking to them? They wanted to share, no matter how big or how small it is. Come on up, Carol.
4: I wasn't planning on doing this today. Um... I am. <laughs> About five years ago, God told me to write a book. And so I wrote down my testimony and I did it on a computer and everything. And it was, I thought, this is ridiculous. There's not enough to it. It's not a book. And nobody's going to want to read this. I mean, I didn't even like it. It was just awful. <laughs> so I had shared it with my home group that I thought God told me to write this book. And They kept asking me from time to time about it and nothing was happening. And and then the pandemic hit. And I'm not sure exactly what day it was, but uh, one morning I I woke up and I'm lying in bed and I'm repeating these same sentences over and over again in my head. And about the third time around, I realized, oh, this is God. And I got up and I wrote it down And it was the first chapter of the book that I wrote. And the book is called, I'm Sorry, Recovering from the Right to Choose. And it's my story uh, about having had an abortion and how it wrecked my life and how God redeemed me through that and healed me. And I didn't realize that he was going to use this book to tell me what my whole purpose of my whole life was. But that's how it ended up. So what I'm doing with the book now is I'm mailing it out to pregnancy centers all over the country, and a lot of you have helped me with that, and I thank you. But so I realize I'm telling my story for his glory, and that just kind of stuck in my head, and when you said you were going to do this today, I thought that that's my story for his glory, and if I had known I was going to do this, I would have worn this brand new t-shirt that I got you're used to seeing me in t-shirts I don't know but I wore this today anyhow it says on it it has a big circle and it says let me tell you about my Jesus and I started thinking about that you know I wrote my book that you know that's my story you know for his glory and Bill said to me well if I asked you to tell me about your Jesus what would you say and I just kind of stopped dead in my tracks and I thought I can't say, oh, here, this book, read this book, you know. They want to know right now, if I'm wearing this T-shirt, what's my story? So I had to think that through and get it out in my head what my story really is, just in a few words. And so that's what I really wanted to do, is encourage you. You all have a story for his glory, and be ready to give it if somebody asks you.
1: So good. I know um, as I pray uh, into what 2022 holds for our church family, I do sense, Carol, that uh, man, what do you even call it in 2022? Evangelism seems super pushy, but to tell you about my Jesus (laughs) sounds more true to form and who we are. Um, But I do sense that God would want us to step out, that he would want us to share life, the life that we found in Jesus with others, more and with more people in the coming year. Super encouraging. Sharon, why don't you come? You guys, welcome Sharon.
5: Last time we did this, I felt the pull to come up here, but I didn't want to because if I'm not knowing exactly what I'm going to say, I... so the Lord's going to have to do, do the words. I know none of you have gone through this in the last two years, but the last two years have been a real roller coaster of fear and uh, things that the Lord has been starting to show me. Um, the first thing, obviously, was the horrendous fear of the of the pandemic of getting sick and. Uh, who should I be around, and all these all, all horrible people that won't get vaccinated? It's like judgment, all got all kinds of things. And I talked to a lot of people about it, and I started, as everybody, a lot of people did. I started to kind of isolate in the house with my husband. And after a while, I, of course, that got horrible because I needed to be around people. I wanted to be around everybody. Um, and what I started, the Lord started to show me was how I was depending. You know how we learn like uh, like an onion. I'd learned this lesson many times before, but this time it was I was depending more. He was showing me I depended more on the fact that I live in the suburbs. Um, well, back up a little bit. Part of the part of the um, fear was all the things that were going on politically, and all the um, the racial stuff that was coming up, and the police, and it was just I was just this big ball of fear. And that's when he started to show me that I was dep- beginning to depend more on the fact that I lived in the suburbs so I could be further away from people. I was less near the disease. I was less near the uh, the rioting and all this kind of stuff. I was depending on that and the fact that I have good health insurance and the fact that I have a husband and a family and a home rather than on him. And, of course, that was that didn't feel good. That's not what I wanted to be. But it wasn't something I could just will away. I had to... I had I, I, My friend Tammy loves me saying this. It's like, whatever, God, whatever it takes. And that's another scary, very scary prayer. Whatever it takes to make me the person I was meant to be and the person that you can use, do it. Um, hmm, I think I've come to the end of my story. What it is, is I. one of the reasons I didn't want to get up here is because this is not finished. This is, more recently my kids, my son and my daughter-in-law have come back from Georgia, thank the Lord, and I'm so glad they're in my house, they're living with us for 12 weeks now, and now this next, next course of lessons that he's teaching me is not just depend on me but let go of some of your control, my control and live more in the moment, and it's personality stuff now, it's not just fear, it's I want to change, Lord says, I want to change the foundation of who you are, make you the person that you want to be, the person that you think you already are. <laughs> it's making me more real, the things that I aspire to become more real. Um, just the fact that I, that it's not a finished story is not the reason I can't tell it, because I'm sure other people are going have gone through some of the similar things. That's it.
1: Thank you, Sharon. Yeah. So themes today in the morning, uh, in the mor- uh, this morning of um, slowing down and rest and God's timing in our lives, His perfect timing, and um, sharing His story through us and identity, cha- God changing who we are, and that hits all of us. Yeah. I think we have time for one more if someone, if you were saying, yeah, come on up. Yeah, yeah. So you guys welcome Rita, hello.
0: Good morning, short but sweet. Um, And just like Evan was saying, how God uses, like everybody's story is so different, but um, my story is kind of like um, being open to being used by God, listening, because He's speaking to us. So many times I think that He's speaking, and I don't listen, right? I don't act, but um, I was doing Seeds of Hope, and I was taking orders um, probably about two months ago and uh, Rick Peach is always there, he's talking to people, praying with people, uh, and I'm just taking orders, so it's kind of a shorter version, but this one older lady, she hadn't been there before, and you just get a sense with people um, when you're when you're with them, that, you know, there's something, she's sad about something, or whatever, um, and my job taking orders, they're looking for my order form in the pantry, so I can't be spending too much time, or, <laughs> or they're, they're with waiting for me. So um, I took her order. I spoke with her for a little bit. And then as I was um, going to the next car, taking another order, I just felt like um, God was telling me, give her one of those things, um, you know, those little... Um, they could be flowers or angels. You put them in your uh, front window or wherever there's sunshine and then the wings kind of start going. So I had some of those in the pantry and I just felt like God saying, you know, give that to her. But I'm really, I'm trying to be on time. I'm working my, (laughs) taking my order and he's still saying that. And I'm like, you know what? I stopped taking my order. I went back to the pantry. I got her one of those things and it happened to be a flower. And unbeknownst to me, I gave that to her and what Rick and her had been talking about was about um, her garden and how her garden of flowers reminded her of God. And I had no idea and I gave that to her and she was just looking like, what? And then Rick told me afterwards what it all meant. But if you're willing if we just slow down God wants to use each and every one of us if we just slow down and and um, pay attention to his voice. How great. How, I mean, my day, I, I felt like I did what God wanted me to do, and such an awesome feeling that was.:, yeah. Thank you.
1: Uh, So good. I, he blesses us as we say yes to him. So amazing. So a number of, a number of different themes this morning, and, you know, take your pick for whichever one God was speaking to you, and it could be something completely different than, than what I had just drawn attention to, but I think, um, as well, I, I thought it was important, I felt like God, um, I just sensed him saying, like, hey, uh, throw, uh, like to be grateful for the folks. I wanted to, I wanted to recognize a few people here this morning, um, just in, in how they gave of themselves in 2021, um, who you wouldn't, you wouldn't quite realize if you didn't know. Um, One of, one of those people is Sharon, who spoke this morning, and Sharon is a crucial piece, a critical piece to how God gets things done here at the church. And she shows up faithfully every week here at the building to process giving, a number of different things that Sharon does here. And so I wanted to recognize just the Jesus' faithfulness in you, Sharon, um, for showing up. And for saying yes. Carol is another one who shared this morning. She's just getting back into the swing of things, but the administrative help. I, I had been thinking that she was an office manager in her former life, but she said no. Um, project manager, property manager. So there is like some management stuff that Carol is just in who she is and what she brings. She's just so faithful to show up and to serve. Every week, you know, every week we're, we're on track and we're following the Lord and Carol <laughs> as she hunts us down and reminds us, hey, it's your turn. Everybody gets to play. And so, Carol, your faithfulness in showing up, not just this last stretch, but before as well, earlier, um, just grateful you know, um, Joe and Janice Langston, um, you guys probably don't know this, but Joe and Janice show up every single week and they clean. They make sure everything is tidy and clean and sanitary. and you guys are just a blessing. You're a blessing to the church family and you know, little things that you may not think are a big deal. that's a big deal. You know, that's a really big deal. Um, Dan Laszlo, um, who's away, John Dagnan, uh run audio faithfully every single Sunday. They run. John's back there making people sound great. And that is no easy task, especially when you've got somebody who sings like I do. So thank you, John. You guys don't like hearing that. Uh, Jane, Lacey, uh, Joe Langston, uh, others, Christine Dunson, Christina Barnosky, all sit in the crow's nest there, (laughs) and they make sure that we can follow along when they're singing and that we can engage with worship. You guys create a safe environment for people to encounter God. That's no small thing. We could go on and on. Dory with little kids, Winnie with little kids, um, youth teachers, youth volunteers. Um, But all of this is to say that you have a gift somewhere. You you are gifted to be a blessing to the church family somewhere. And I want to encourage you in this next year to engage. Many of you already are, but to engage and, and just saying, Lord, how do you want to use me. You know, Rita's story of just showing up and listening, just slowing down long enough to say, God, how would you want to use me today? I think would be a good way to enter 2022.